dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Okay, Oracle Soup friends, some of you may remember at the very beginning, Gina Thies and I were talking about why we started Oracle Soup, and basically, it just happened today. Gina and I get on Skype, and we start talking and talking and having one of those really cool conversations, and then what we thought is, you might want to hear our conversation. It might be one of those conversations you're having with your friends. So, guess what? That's what we're going to do today. We don't have a topic other than just having a conversation, right, Gina? That's right. We're going to be shooting the shizzle. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Which is... uh, S-T-S for those of you who like the text. <laughs> I, I had to get it in there. So the, so what we, we, we try to talk about, we try to plan topics. And so we go, what about this topic? So what's the topic we're going to do? And so we started running down a list of topics. And then all of a sudden it turns into this conversation and we thought we need to record this. This is this is the heart of Oracle Sue. This is how this started. This is why these this is why we are here. And so I think what we'll do is just randomly talk and let and, and let's see where it goes. This will be really interesting to see if we can actually do this in the time frame that we set for ourselves. So I'm looking forward to this. I think this just might be part one of a continuing uh, babbling. <laughs> In fact, actually, you know, here's a historical thing about me is, uh, and I'm Katrina Wynn. I'm out here in Oregon. And way, way back there, I used to live in Santa Cruz, was going to University of California in Santa Cruz. And I uh, actually had a, a really wonderful radio show called Viring Ambiance. And I was doing electronic music. And I also did some um, public affairs programs that were interview programs and things like that. And did another talk show called Talk to Me. But uh, on the varying ambiance, once a year, I would have my very dear friend Rob Bresney and his brother Tom Bresney come on, and we would do babbling ambiance. <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking. We're getting ready to do some babbling ambiance here. It really takes me back, and I love it. And to set the mood here in Frisco, I have nice thunder and th- tornado watches going on, a nice thunderstorm coming through. So we are going to have this wonderful babbling <laughs> <laughs> chatting chutney going on <laughs> i love that term chat and chutney yeah. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to oracle soup pull up a chair and join gina and katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation coming up next Hello, Oracle Soup listeners. We are here. It's Gina Thies and Katrina Wynn. And I have That's to- right. <laughs> here, getting ready to uh, do our chat and chutney. Chat and chutney. 
we had to come up with a term. I tell you, I, I, we I, I, get I, to talking. <laughs> and <laughs> I tell you, I understand my purpose is to come up with the quacky, you know, the names and, and just, you know, you're good at the it's quack, a gift. My it's, dear. A, it's a it's a gift. Hey, it's a gift. I don't knock it. It's a gift. The words come in. I'm I'm a word person. You know, so she's like, a word person. In fact, she's person. the one that came up with the term oracle soup. We had like six different ideas, and that was the best one. So you you're you're a master at that. You're quite good. Right. So it's like cut to the chase is always is always the, the thought. Um, even though I have very long and. Uh, intellectual processes going on and thinking of these things I mean you saw the process that we did and I said hey we're chatting chutney <laughs> it's almost like our names like Chucky and Chubby <laughs> anyway <laughs> well you know oh, wow. what we were talking about before that inspired us to just go ahead and record our conversation is both of us are on Facebook and every now and then there's sort of like a very interesting uh, topic that shows up and a lot of people are jumping in and putting in their two cents and it really inspired us to talk about something we've been wanting to talk about for some time and who knows, we'll, we'll, it's, we don't know where it's going to take us. We're just going to follow the flow and go with it, right girlfriend? Well, for those of you who, who, who know me um, that you know my filter is very thin and so I have to use my Katrina voice is what I call it sometimes to think about the things that I, I maybe shouldn't say no, <laughs> so no. we, we go through these topics and like well no we may not want to say that because we don't want to offend anybody and we don't really want to catch a lot of flack I mean you have to think about these things when you're, 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 you're in the public eye so to speak but I think sometimes people do like a little controversy not that we want to be controversial um, it's just there, and, and it's like, why not right. talk about the pink elephant in the living room? That's right? true. Not that I would, I would, you know, I, I things go over. I, I, I'm really busy, and so I don't put things on my plate. And so, if there are people that are offended by me, or or in some manner have an issue, a resistance with me, um, I, 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 I kind of go whoa, but then I don't really you know, breed that kind of stuff. So I, I try to be there for everybody and, and, and it's not to offend, but there are some white and pink and green elephants in the, ter- <laughs> in the tarot room, so, so, so to speak. So um, there's like taboo topics in a way. We did I talk know, about that before, I but know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so again, we do want to honor people that give us suggestions for um, topics, but uh, one of the hot things that has always been, been going on, I think in different pockets of um, the tarot realm is what, 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 how can you classify this, Katrina? I mean, this, the, the question is whether or not uh, tarot uh, being either a system um, of religion, um, a belief system, or a cult, and, and that's been a really hot, debatable thing. Uh, that a, a lot of people have had some intelligent things to, to say about it. Uh, and we have our own um, perspectives right. on that. Um, I mean, each of us really brings our own perspective, our own experience, our own bias. And and I think that's the first thing I like to start with is the fact that we are a collective of diversity. And and that's the beautiful thing about Tarot. It really meets each one of us where we are, where we live, and how we choose to interact with it. So, you know, anytime somebody tries to put everything under one umbrella or one term, there'll be some diversity. There'll be maybe even some conflict or some challenges but it's still worth exploring I think because what if there is something we 
all have in common that we haven't noticed. Maybe we are approaching it in, in a particular style or what I think is more true is maybe the outside world is projecting their isms upon us because Tarot itself can be seen as very controversial, right? Yep, it very much has been and I think always will be, much like anything. I mean, you can spark controversy um, around a lot, a lot of different things. I think one of the things that I pay attention to in, in looking at where people come and how, where they want to follow and where they, what their purpose is, where they want to take tarot uh, or, or anything really. And so I think there are people that come to it from a certain perspective of, of being very, very traditional. And some people are very much in, loose, uh, have very loose connections as, um, and that's one of the terms. fights. Yeah, I know. It's like, one side might say, hey, to. you're not following the traditional interpretation of the cards, and that's what they're not meant to say, and you're making things up, and you're being too maybe intuitive or too psychic or too loose or, or too psychological. And then the other side might say, well, you know what? That was like 100, 200, 500 years ago, and that's no longer applies. And so you, that's one of the voices, right? Yeah, and I, would, I just want to say, and when you think about cults, one of the things that happens is this polarization, um, us against them. And, and mm. that is really what happens. So if you want to think in terms of whether or not uh, there is a, a cult of tarot, you look at the polarization, how people are polarized on opposite ends of what should be. And there and there are the true believers <laughs> versus the, the, the non-supporters versus this. So you but have what are they believing in which belief? Right. So, but, <laughs> but to say, here's, here's where it comes in when you get in under, under the umbrella. And I, I've had this conversation with several pre people recently before this, this, this thing got started online. So it's, it's funny. It's like when the leaders say, I have the, the way, the truth, the life and the only the only <laughs> I have the I have the true knowledge and the only knowledge that is one of the red flags of a cult uh, an occult leader when they say I only have this it's only this way and no other if you want to be a part of this then you have to say it's it, it's this way let me try to step into the shoes or the voice of the other side for a moment well so what if I am a tarot historian and what if I've done some really intensive research and I actually have been able to trace very specific documentation that validates what I'm saying but here's the thing there's almost there's always more stuff under the sand. Think about mm. Egypt. There's, you, you know, it's good to always end up until now. This is right. what I have. That doesn't mean it's the absolute because, again, you do more digging. You know, I, I think we only tend to think of tarot in terms of this, 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 um, uh, in, in terms of the art, uh, it's especially, and it stops in, in Europe, it stops in Italy, but I think it's grander. I think, you know, that, 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 that's an old world there. So right. I think there's more to it. So if you keep digging, there's more to uncover. You can have stuff to prove what you're saying up until a point, but if you say this is it, this is the only place it goes, it, it has to be, there's nothing else. Then you kind of maybe are, are, are you know, you start to, that's where the, the belief kind of develop i believe this because i found this and this is the only truth but that's your truth right we have many many yes. many many 
different cultures and stuff that yes. have contributed to that. So that's 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 where I come from. And you know, I agree with you, no doubt about it. So here's something to consider then. We we already know from history that the victor writes the history, right? And there's only certain voices that get recorded. And there's only certain perspectives that either have the technology or even have the interest of recording something. And so just because something's recorded doesn't necessarily mean it's the absolute and one and only truth. Absolutely. there's also the practice of it. There's also, as, as you're talking, I love the analogy of the sand. There's things that have to go below the surface because they do not get along with or are not safe playing with the dominant culture or the dominant mind or the dominant think or the dominant religion. Absolutely. And, and just because, I mean, this is, this is the interesting holographic way of thinking about it. And this is the, my approach. And this is what I love about the diversity is that each one of us is a part of the truth. But none of us hold the whole truth. But if we listen to each other, if we take each other to heart, we're actually able to be more true in a sense, if, if we want to use a tap, capital T here, is that the more we integrate and respect each other's point of view, the closer we actually get to the truth, I think. Absolutely. I think that truth becomes what we accept it to be. And, and, and you know, there there is a truth that you can't work around, but it doesn't necessarily have to be what you uh, integrate into what you do. Uh, it, it, it's interesting to look at. Um, one of my favorite things is looking at religions <clears throat> for um, in, a, in a very scholarly manner. I've never considered myself to be a, a very religious person. I've tried it. I don't know if it wor- really worked. I don't know if it really worked. It stuck with me, but um, I, I actually do. But the adaptation of different uh, religions and different gods and, and goddesses or what have you has happened from time. You know, that's what happened as people, as like you said, as one uh, culture uh, or empire conquered other people, they, they had to integrate people's beliefs and that was part of being able to rule uh so you know we have it in the seat of (laughs) where you know this stuff is today it's like oh so if they won't come to church let's just put their god or goddess in the church and then they'll come so another analogy so we tend to if something doesn't work uh or we think we don't know i i have in terms of being a mentor i have people all the time that think well well, what book should i get to learn this this and this and what i have um begun to realize and actually have started to 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 tell people even when they want to become a professional reader and they think oh i've got to go buy all these books uh one of the things that gets lost is that we don't understand our roots and we don't understand our own mythology uh we don't have a mythology we have adopted other people's mythology but we don't have an understanding of what it's what it's really saying it's like we don't even invent myths anymore everything that we have now comes from the old countries as you know uh now you can study this stuff but relating it to um now you know the present what's going on in our present lives people struggle with it's just like in certain cards people do not tend to relate um to cards in terms of not without being able to personify them i mean this is how we had to relate you know things that were happening in nature and and we gave them personifications of of gods so when you have certain things that come up in a card like for instance the tower card um, 
speaking my language. Yeah, the tower card. Now, here's the thing. Um, the tower <laughs> is a building, flat out. It's a structure, right? So placing a, personify, a personification on that helps people get a, a meaning of what that the, the, the energy or what the towers is, is trying to relay in terms of, um, um, you know, the, this very broad view of what that is. So when you start to, um, people will always have their own different, they will relate to it in different manners because how many of us actually get to experience and live with a tower and actually like what the purpose of a tower is, right? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, if you don't have that understanding from a, a, a um, experiential experience of a tower. So how do you relate to a tower? Well, the easiest thing for us to do is personify, right? So to pick up on that, that's a great analogy is this tower card, which is in the tarot. Because the tower card, one of the roots of the tower myth is the Tower of Babel, which goes back to Genesis and, and it goes back to some other biblical things. And so the idea that there's a tower is almost like this unification. And there's this always struggle between sort of like a monotheism and a polytheism. And so it's, all, it's so funny because the monotheistic God himself came down and said, look, you guys, you're getting too unified. You're getting too one-sided. You're getting too, you know, there's, there's only one voice and there's one language. And I need to break this up, right? <laughs> and so the tower itself is trying to break up this kind of consolidation of a single truth and saying that's not what life is about life isn't about having that single truth it's about having all the different voices in all the different languages so even the tarot itself teaches us how to approach tarot Mm -hmm. yep 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 so i think that um that's a great i I love that that you bring in the 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 tower of babel because guess what this is we're babbling I think we should probably wrap it up on that note because <laughs> I love this. I love this full circle of this. this is where we're babbling. We get to the Tower of Babel. We've got the, the tower itself who just says it's time to transform or die, folks, and just get, you know what they say, uh, S or get off the pot, right? <laughs> no. Uh, to the chutney? No, chat chutney or get off? No, I, no. I, I'll think of something for that later. <laughs> chewing the fat—that's another term we have. Yeah. We're chewing the fat We're here, girlfriend. The, just kind of chew, which is really disgusting, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, but yeah, I mean, it's an old term. I know. So, I know. so I'm really glad that whoever's listening to us right now with us. <laughs> Yeah. And I hope you get where we're coming from. It's a huge topic. It's impossible to squeeze it into one session. But we're really talking about this dynamic that we live with every day in not just our Tarot community and, or in the Tarot world, but in other aspects of life. There's always this interesting struggle between unification and diversity. So we're experiencing it here in the Tarot as well. And we'll just continue exploring this. Ooh, wow. It's uh, cults and cult leaders and cult behavior has been a particular interest of mine. Um, 
just in, in going through some stuff throughout, you know, in, in my life. So it's it's been really interesting. So it's it'll be, it, I think that was a very interesting thing to bring up. Um, so next time we'll be talking about um, uh, another hot area is is you know belief systems and if we whether or not you end up imposing those on querents through your readings. So yes, and yeah. power dynamics, which is very. Very part, very much a part of my training in psychotherapy is really understanding rank, power, and privilege. Ooh, which is also much part of the court card system. I, I, you know, looking at the court cards, you talk about power and rank. Very cool. So anyway, we uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, please go to our Facebook page, which is what, Katrina? Oracle Soup. Just type in Oracle Soup and you'll find the group. Join us. Uh, send us your suggestions for topics and email us. And we have all those wonderful ways to, to contact us. Um, so it's been great. Chat and chutney. All right. We're going to chat and chutney, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.